Good morning, and welcome to Obreeders Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, November 19th, 2014. Today, we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 1, and we are at page 12, Paragraph 4. Today's readers are Deb W., Larry K., Penny C., and Michelle H. The reference number for Tuesday, November 18, is 7044. That's 7044. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy S. to read the 12 12 steps. Thank you. Thanks, Katie, for your service. This is Nancy S. in Wisconsin, um, a recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. I will now ask AJN to read the Twelve Traditions. Good morning, Vision for You. This is AJN, a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. The 12 traditions, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. 
Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, AJ. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your sharing to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 12, paragraph 4. I will ask Deb W. to begin reading. Deb, please press star one. Hi, Katie. This is Deb W. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. I'm recovered in Oklahoma. It was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. Nothing more was required of me to make my beginning. I saw that growth could start from that point. Upon a foundation of complete willingness, I might build what I saw in my friend. Would I have it? Of course I would. And so this paragraph follows the uh, option that was given to Bill to choose his own concept of God. And, uh, you know, I think this book is such an amazing book. I've said it over and over again. And the more and more we study it, the more alive it becomes. It, it was only a matter of being willing. The wording isn't a matter of 
being believing in a power greater than me. I only am being willing to believe. Nothing more was required. And the foundation of complete, upon a foundation of complete willingness, I might build what I saw in my friend. And so they are not requiring us to believe. They did not necessarily believe. They were just being willing. And, you know, further in the book, you'll hear over and over again, this happens to us. This power comes to us. It's a power that we already have within us that comes up and is nurtured and is, um, you know, it, it is the evidence of itself is shown as we travel through the 12 steps. Of myself, I cannot do it. But he says that in the previous paragraph. He shivered in his own um, intellectual mountains. But in this place that where he became where he was willing to believe, the door to something else, the door is open to this power, which is other than me. You know, I need something other than me because what I was doing all my life, was not working. It did not work. It got me deeper and deeper in my dilemma. And so all that's necessary is to be willing. And that is just standing still. You know, I made the statement, I'm willing, sometimes willing to be willing until I became willing. And once I can stand still in that hope, and that just looking at another person who shows me what I want and believing that it's possible. I don't understand it. I don't have to understand it. I will never totally understand it. As long as I'm living on this earth, I do not believe I'll ever totally understand it. But it gives me just the willingness, gives me enough to uh, build on what he saw in his friend. And I thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Deb. Mm -hmm. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Kim. Monica. Carol G. Kim, Monica, and Carol G. Okay, go ahead, Kim. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. You know, the two words that really jump out at me here is my beginning and growth. You know, there's a big difference between steps two and step 11, and I think that was a stumbling block for me. My stumbling block was that I believed that um, I had to have this overwhelming God consciousness of step two that I had to have this incredible foundation of, of belief in God in step two. And that's not what it's saying here. It's saying it's simply my beginning. The beginning is acknowledging I need a power, that the growth could start from here, which means I'm going to have to take some action. If I simply could put the food down and say I need a God and I believe in God, then it would be a two-step program. We wouldn't need the rest of the steps. The reasons we have... 12 steps is because I acknowledge in step two I need a power, and then in step 11, after doing the action steps in between, I get access to that power. You know, I just want to share, and this is my specific experience, and my, my experience is, uh, is 
I was told to put the food down and then start reading pages 84 to 88, which was 10, 11, and 12. And what my experience was, was that just frustrated the heck out of me. It was like telling, giving someone a math textbook, teaching them how to add and subtract and say, by the way, read the chapter on calculus every single day. It had no depth and weight. It just frustrated me. Why can't I do these things from 84 to 88? Well, I shouldn't be able to. I haven't done the action steps that have gotten me to page 84 and 88. I haven't done the 80-something pages before it. So if I'm at step two, all I'm doing is acknowledging I need a power. And that conclusion is going to propel me to make a decision in step three to do the rest of the steps, which we're going to see Bill do very quickly on page 13. So just to summarize, this, the my beginning and the growth is the step one is the problem, which is lack of power. Step two is the solution, which is power. And then the rest of the steps are designed to get us access to that power that we need. And with that, I pass. Okay, Monica, you're next. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everyone. This is Monica T. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, um, I think she took most of the words right out of my mouth there, diddle, ditto. It was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself, you know. So the big book is telling me here, Monica, you don't have to understand this. You don't have to figure out this thing. You don't even have to have a whole bunch of feeling towards this power. All you need right now to begin is a willingness to believe. You know, and it could even be a willingness to believe in the possibility of a power greater than you. If that's where you need to start, hey, that's a starting point. And we as compulsive overeaters need a starting point. Um, it says, that's all I need, you know. And yeah, we're on step two here. Why don't you choose your own conception of God? You know, so maybe right now it's a good time to do that. You know, what, what do I need my higher power to be right now in my life? You know, what qualities, what attributes would I like my higher power to be? Maybe I'll even go ahead and give this higher power some type of a personal name, just my little name for my power. And what does this do? then I am making some decisions. I am making some choices here. This is my choice of a higher power. This is not yours or anybody else trying to tell me what to have. This is my own. And I think that makes it a little easier for me to then flow into step three that I'm going to turn towards this power. I'm going to turn here and continue working these steps so I can develop a further relationship understanding with this power of my own choosing. Um, and it all starts with willingness, you know, just being willing. Oh, God, you know, I can't, you can, I'm screwed, I'm in the corner, nothing I have done has worked, my thinking has got me where I am. Am I willing to think outside the box here a little bit and try something else? And thank you, God, I was, pain brought me here, and I was willing to put aside old ideas about all this stuff and come up with my own conception of God. And 
the rest, you know, and working through the steps. And today I have a relationship with a power greater than me. And it's so awesome. And he does for me what I can't do for myself. And it's for every single one of you. And all you need right now, this moment, is a willingness to believe in something or even the possibility of something out there. And we're all saying as recovered people, there is a higher power. And the 100 recovered alcoholics are saying, yes, there is. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica. Uh, and now, Carol G., it's your turn. Hi, thank you. Good morning. It's Carol from England, recovered. <clears throat> Excuse me, I assume you can hear me. Um, yes, um, this this is a turning point. I can see Bill beginning to open his mind here in this reading as I opened my mind. Um, and I opened my mind more because of the damage from the compulsive overeating than anything. But um, one of the things that was happening to me was I was coming into vision for you at the point when we were reading last year at this at this stage, and I spoke to someone and they said, Carol, you've changed, but you haven't changed enough. You need a stronger foundation. Get your step one and two sorted out. And I hadn't yet agreed with myself 100% um, that I wasn't able to do anything of my own power. Um, but after a few weeks more with the food, I came and I made that decision. And before that, I was always praying, um, God, I believe, help me with my unbelief. God, I believe, help me with my unbelief. And still couldn't get that foundation. And I always understood what willingness was, but I just didn't seem to have any. And yet, it reminds me of the fact that it's autumn or fall. The leaves are beginning to turn. And once they turn, they just let go. And that's how it was for me. It was very, very, very similar. I let go and I jumped into this process and it's wonderful to just see him thinking it through and, and wondering and, and how I thought it through and wondered. But then for me, I can always get into thinking and wondering far too much. And I'll share with you briefly, I saw somebody this week who saw me um, after two years period of, of not seeing me and she said, my goodness, what on earth has happened to you? The last time I saw you were in a wheelchair. You were a medical mess. You were a complete write-off. Your food was a nightmare. And look at you walking around on crutches, looking like you've got the spirit of the universe within you. And she said, what on earth did you do? I said, I surrendered to the program. I surrendered to the program. I got involved. I followed the directions. And now I'm walking around on new spiritual legs. And it's wonderful as this story. And I can't wait to hear what happens to Bill next. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And I pass. Thank you, Carol G. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? I'd like to share. This is Vasa. Kathy, I believe. Sunji. Fabia. And Amy. Okay. Hiya. I have. Okay. Okay. So I have Vasa, Sunji, Rabia, Amy, H, and Haya. I mean, Amy G. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Thank you. go ahead, Vasa. Thank you so much, Vision, for you. I'm grateful to be here this morning, and I'm Vasa. Grateful reco- Recover Compulsive Vida, calling from Florida. And, uh, yeah, step one, I had come to the end of me trying to depend on my own power, on my own will. Had enough of my... Uh, of the addiction, 25 years of my life, and um, I was in so much pain, and I was ready and willing to believe 
in a power greater than myself because whatever I was doing, it was just not, it was not working. So my friend, it was, um, this is, you know, I remember when we were reading this part, it was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. Nothing more was required of me to make my beginning. And by that time, you know, looking through my own pain and addiction with the food and her sharing her, her own pain and how she found the solution, it gave me hope. And I just, I said, you know, it's live or die. You know, if I want to continue doing what I'm doing, I'm just going to end up dying. So if for me, I was ready and willing to take that suggestion. And that's all I needed to have, just the willingness, you know. And I grew up with a fearful, punishing God. The only thing she said, you know, I, I wouldn't want to have that kind of God in my life, you know. I, I will lend you mine, you know. So there was just a little open mind there, a little open mind. And and when I saw, you know, the way she used to be to where she was, I said, you know, and she told me how, like, she was helpless. She was powerless over the food addiction herself, you know, and and how it changed her life, you know, by following the directions in the big book. And uh, and I said to her, I'm ready and I'm willing. So it took about a week, you know, for for me to 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 step me before she took me to my first meeting. So I was ready and I was willing. So thank you very much for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Suji. Good morning, fellow visionaries. Fuji from Pennsylvania. Um, I saw that growth could start from that point. And what was the point? It was being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. That's it. Nothing more required. I, I like to think of this as, okay, now now we're we're in step two here. We're we're getting that willingness to believe. And that we can't go from step two to step 11 unless we've been from step two to three, four, et cetera, up to 11. But we can go back to step minus one, which is putting down the food. And here it is. Now I have a little piece of what becomes uh, more and more of a higher power connection. I have a little piece of it. Oh, I was willing to put down the food. That feels better already. <laughs> I I feel a little better about myself now. I'm I'm willing to do that. And where where was I when I came in? All, I'm in Desperation City when I came in. I'm I don't have anything. I'm just a compulsive overeater, and I hate it. That that's where I was when I came in. But now I see I I did a little a little footwork here. I took a little action. I put down the food. As imperfectly as I did at first, I put it down. And then I I started to entertain this horrible idea, oh my God, I'm powerless. And look at that. Well, when I really looked at how unmanageable my life was with not putting down the food, I accepted, okay, I'm licked. And then then I got to this little piece of willingness. It's not a course in theology. It has nothing to do with that. I can think about that, dream about that if I want, but that's not the step says. It just says, 
All I have to do is be a little bit willing, willing enough to slide into the next step. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Suji. Rabia. Good morning. Good morning, fellow visionaries. This is Rabia, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from from New York. And um, let, let's see, it's it's hard to put into words because I, I was just listening to everybody sharing, and so much of what I want to say doesn't have words uh, because my source dwells beyond mind and words. So I, I, I was moved already by this reading and what, what people have been saying and, and that this is a, a beginning. And, and what, why this is exciting to me now, because I've had my own experience through these 12 steps and, and I've had a few protégés and experienced with them their experience in, in seeking a power and having a new relationship with their power through these 12 steps. And, and, and these 12 steps, uh, the guarantee is that we will have an experience um, with the power greater than ourselves, which will not only give us a neutrality with food, it will give us a whole new life of love and all the principles, all the spiritual principles of all of these steps. And so 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 what did I want to say? Um so this is so this is step two and and I love what's already been said about it and and I wanna I wanna thank this group for the experience I had right before the meeting started. It was so profound. Um we had about 10 or 15 seconds of silence, of quiet together. And and what I experience now is that um, that for when we are gathered together seeking the source, seeking this power that's going to be more powerful than my disease of compulsive overeating, um, the second tradition for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. Um, and and this is a loving power, a loving source, as it may be expressed in our in our group that we were gathered and I experienced it um as as a quietude of, of love and caring and respect. It was it was very it was very powerful for me the, the fifteen seconds before this meeting started this morning and and I want to thank everybody um, being here, um, seeking this source. And 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 it's uh, I have no more words. Thank you for letting me share. Amy H, you're next. I'm sorry, Amy G. Good morning. My name is Amy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland, gratefully recovered. Thank you, everyone, who has shared, and thank you, Katie, for your service. Upon a foundation of complete willingness, I might build what I saw in my friend. I'm really going to piggyback on what everyone has said, but I think it's really important for me to focus on this word complete willingness. I mean, why is that word put there, complete willingness? It's not saying complete understanding or 
completely knowing how to do the program perfectly. It says complete willingness. And, and it reminds me, if we move forward in the How It Works chapter on page, well, the end of page 58 to 59, that says, remember, we deal with alcohol and for us food. Cutting, baffling, powerful, without help it is too much for us, but there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. That doesn't mean we don't do it perfectly, but it means that I completely and willingly ask and surrender to this program. Will I understand the whole higher power thing? And no, and like many others, I came into this program completely agnostic, you know, gave God a, like a sliver of a chance and then said, the heck with you, I don't believe in you, you can't believe in me, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, pour me, pour me another drink or put it on a bite of binge food in my mouth, whatever. But the reality of the what others have said that upon this years and years of compulsive overeating, I became willing. And I not only became just a little bit willing, you know, they say John Barleycorn or Sarah Lee is our best advocate. I became 100% willing, not just a little bit. My prayer prior to program was, help me stop eating, God. And then my prayer was, God, I can't not stop eating. And for me, that was a difference. For me, that meant that I of myself, I had come to the end of myself, and that made me willing. And that was all I needed to make a start. I didn't understand. And as a matter of fact, I didn't believe. But I was willing to believe in what the program showed and the results that they showed. I saw the peace and serenity of people who stood in front of me who were recovered. I saw that they weren't obsessed about food anymore. I saw that they had took weight off and kept it off. I saw that they had been restored to sanity. And I was willing because I wanted that. I was completely willing because of myself I could no longer do it. And upon that foundation of decades of torturous compulsive overeating and complete powerlessness, being up at the end of myself, upon that foundation I became completely willing. And what that meant for me was, others had mentioned this, half measures availed us nothing. You know, this idea that when my old ideas creeped back in, which I'm only human, those things happen, I was going to say, am I still willing? Am I completely still willing? Or am I going to revert back to old behavior and thinking that I know what I'm doing? No, I'm going to be completely willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself, whatever that is, as long as it's not me, then I'm going to be able to make a start and build a foundation. And that's what I did. I mean, I'll never forget. My sponsor said to me, I don't care if you think it's Jesus, Buddhist, or the universal vibes of a tree, as long as you aren't it. And upon that foundation, I became completely willing, and I came with complete abandon to this program. And one day at a time, it has saved my life. I saw it in others. I believed in what they had and what these 12 steps offered. And it asked us with complete abandon because then we start to work. And, boy, we better be completely willing because there is work to be done. And I had to be willing to do it. One day at a time, we can recover from this disease. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. Haya, you're next. Hi, I press star one to unmute. 
Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, okay, sorry about that. I was I couldn't get unmuted. Hi, everybody. This is Chaya, very, very, very grateful Recover Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Denver, Colorado. Oh, I'm so grateful for step two. What I want to focus on here is um, it said um, nothing more was required of me to make my beginning. I saw that growth could start from that point. And, um, you know, like Kim said earlier, there a lot of times people get confused, or I should say I was confused at a certain point in my recovery between step two and step 11. And um, what I am so grateful for is step two. I did not, I ran out the door when I came into the rooms of OA because you guys talked about God. It creeped me out. I wasn't raised with God consciousness, and it was, quite frankly, really creepy to me. And um, however, I was dying inside. And step one was right in my face. Um, I couldn't not eat and I couldn't eat. You know, like it was just it was just miserable. And I was throwing up in every bathroom and every place I was. And um, so when someone said, so when I heard other people talking about God, and they were happy, and they were smiling, they were in normal body space, they weren't struggling, you know, something, something was attractive there. So my step one really propelled me into step two. If I truly make the conclusion that I'm powerless, and my life's unmanageable, then, you know, the next, the next, you know, place is to find a power, right? My problem is a lack of power. My solution is power. And what I was told to do is actually go to the ocean, and try to stop a wave. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Try to stop a wave. Couldn't do it. Couldn't stop the wave. There is a power greater than me. It couldn't be a doorknob. I've heard people say, you know, make it the doorknob. Make it the, the, I really needed like that. I needed a power. And that was just the beginning. And then the skill set that I learned instead, you know, after t- making the decision in step three to go through with the rest, of the the steps, that skill set transformed me and gave me a relationship with my higher power, who I do call God. And then step 11 has, you know, the work of steps 10, step 11, and step 12 have have enabled me to to afforded me the opportunity to develop that relationship more and more. And as I find for me. I always ask, you know, what's my current level of agnosticism? Where am I agnostic today? Because there's always opportunity for me to get closer and closer to God. And I will end with just saying that I'm so grateful that this is a spiritual program, that food was not my problem, that living was my problem, and now I have a way to live with a power greater than myself. And it allows me to lean into that power when things don't make sense, like the events of yesterday um, in the Middle East. And I'm able to lean into God, which you, this book, this program taught me how to do. And I'm so grateful. Thanks for letting me share with that, I pay. Thank you, Haya. Now I'll ask Larry Kay to please read the next paragraph. Thanks, Katie. Uh, Larry Kay, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Thanks for your service. Thank you. Thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. At long last, I saw, I felt, I believed. Scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. 
a new world, new world came into view. So, um, you know, this reminds me of, of where I was, you know, um, you know, does God, does God care about this, this aching, you know, hole that I have in my heart? You know, this, I'm in pain here. And, um, you know, and, and I did come to bleed, but I'll tell you, it didn't, like we've heard, you know, a lot of people sharing, it didn't come to me right away. Um, because I really, I can describe to you what it was like for me was reflecting back, it was, God, you prove yourself to me first. Show me, reveal yourself to me. Show me some, you know, give me a few days here, God, of abstinence. Give me a few days. Um, give me, uh, make my life a little bit easier first, then I'll, maybe I'll devote myself to this program. And you know, it never happened for me. That never happened for me. These steps are, are, are in sequence for a reason. And, you know, once in step one, I realized that, you know, what the problem was, what I was up against, you know, and I mean, and then step two, coming to believe, you know, what's the solution? Lack of power was my problem, and I had to, I had to, to uh, access that power. And you know, here, you know, if 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 God's concerned with me, why doesn't He just fill fill it by meeting my needs automatically? You know, what I came to believe was that God wanted me to trust Him. You know, that's what I know today. I didn't know it then. Perhaps uh, in the past, I was only looking for the blessing first. And I, I became convinced that God was concerned with me when I wanted him enough. And so that's what we, in step two, were confronted with the question, you know, what is the solution to my problem? To be convinced of something, that word jumps out at me. To be convinced of something is to be firm in one's belief, you know, to to uh, to embrace a sense of certainty. And so... Bill saw, he felt, he believed. You know, what a powerful statement that is. You know, pride and prejudice fell from his eyes. So that feeling of satisfaction in self, that self-centered uh, existence, you know, that, uh, you know, his preconceived notion of what God was or wasn't concerned with, that changed. And of course a new world came into view. And that's that's what happened to me. And you know, I, I, I really believe that I would never have taken these steps. Why would I? They're not real to me. Why would I take these steps if I, wasn't, if I didn't have, if I wasn't willing to believe that God was concerned with me? Once I was willing to believe, just that willingness, just a, that little bit of willingness, then I was to move through this practical program of action. And you know what? When I moved through this practical program of action, something happened to me. It's not about science. It really isn't about science. Something happened to me, and I have a new worldview today, and I have a, you know, it's, uh, and I see in others, there's a peace and serenity. Yes, they can, they can stop eating, and they can stay stopped, and there's a peace and serenity. It's not that calamity doesn't come to their lives, but they have a peace and serenity in the midst of calamity and frustration and challenge. So, um, so grateful. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Kathy. Sharon H. May I share? Renata. Anita L. 
Okay, I have Kathy, Anita L, Sharon H, and Renata. Sarah W. And Sarah W. Thank you. Okay, go ahead, Kathy. Thank you, Katie, for your service. This is Kathy Kay, a recovered compulsive reader in Boston. Um, that sentence, as long, at long last I saw, I felt, I believed, what comes to my mind is, what it says in the ninth step promises, uh, it happens for some of us quickly, sometimes slowly, but it will come to us if we work for them. Um, and uh, for me, this was a very, very slow process. Um, my willingness was literally just a, a kernel of an idea when I first started uh, working with a sponsor after 20 years of not being willing. And uh, I just want to say um, it, it, it is so true that it happens for each of us um, in God's time, uh, and we don't know when we set on this path how long it will take. Um, thank goodness for the steps, because they actually were what helped me grow my willingness. I only had a kernel at this point in my program, um, and it was through the help of a sponsor, this community, and God that I was able to keep moving forward. Thanks. Thank you, Kathy. Thus, I'm sorry, um, Anita. Help. Anita, press star one to unmute. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, hi, I'm Anita L., recovered compulsive overeater and food addict from Philadelphia. And I can only share my experience, and that is I was always overweight as a kid. When I was 17, it was the first time that OA was introduced to me. And I asked a friend if she had heard it. This is a friend who was a little bit heavier than I was. And she said, yeah, I went to one meeting, but they talked about God there. And I said, oh, well, forget that. I'm not going to that. And so for six more years, I continued to eat until I was 23 and so desperate and, and lonely and, and withdrawn and, and just didn't know how to cope with life. And that's what we just heard earlier. Someone shared a few minutes ago how food's not my problem. It's that I couldn't handle life. And so I used food to help me to cope with it. And I'm grateful that I know that today. And then um, and then I finally went to a meeting. Uh, my, my college roommate gave me an article that was in the newspaper here in Philadelphia. And uh, I went to a meeting. And that first meeting, I just felt like I was home. However, I believe the whole God issue went right above me until four months later when I was desperate and so scared, I can't tell you, about a life situation. It wasn't about food. 
It wasn't about that I was busting out of my clothes. It was something that I was so afraid I had made a mistake. And I prayed. And then all of a sudden, the thought came to me. In OA, they say, let go and let God. And I was so obsessed with the fact that I needed, just like it says in the paragraph, I needed and wanted God. It says, thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. At long last, I saw, I felt, I believed. And that's what happened to me. And I, like Bill, had a huge, profound spiritual uh, experience. And God came into my life with meaning, with meaning for me for the first time. And from that point on, my, my higher power grew and grew. And then I was able to surrender my food to my higher power. And today, God has so much meaning. I'm so grateful for my higher power. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita. Um, Sharon H., you're next. Good morning, Katie. Uh, this is Sharon H., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And uh, welcome to everyone out on the line. Um, I just love these past, these two paragraphs we've read this morning. But uh, I was convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we really want him enough. At long last, I saw, I felt, I believed. Scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. A new world came into view. And that was the beginning of what was happening to me in July of 2012 when I began listening to this program, and they were in the doctor's opinion. I am one of, I am one of those who have been around a very long time, <clears throat> excuse me, and could get abstinent but could not stay abstinent. And um, I had just reached that point where, um, you know, I just had pretty much felt so defeated and so discouraged that... Um, I just didn't think anything worked. And there were two things that um, were given to me as a result of being willing to be on this line every day, listen faithfully. And one was the set-aside prayer, and the other one was the going through the doctor's opinion and finally beginning to uh, have the willingness to uh, see that I truly did have a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and that was never going to change. And then the set-aside prayer... Um, going to read this. God, please help me set aside everything I think I know about myself, this disease, these steps, about people, places, and situations, and especially you, God. <clears throat> and that was the beginning for me. That was that complete willingness to let go of all the pride and prejudice that I had built up over the years, uh, failing over and over again to uh, stay abstinent. And it was a result of finally uh, not being able to get abstinent even to fail again. I could not not stop. And so today I'm so grateful <clears throat> to God. Uh, I am so grateful to God's grace. And I am so grateful to this program and to everyone out on the line. Um, I encourage you to just keep coming back and listening and to follow the process like it's laid out in this book because that has made such a difference. 
and it will make a difference in anyone's life. So um, thank you, Katie, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Sharon H. Renata, you're next. Hi, good morning. This is Renata, Recovered Composable Reader in New York. I saw, I felt, I believe. Uh, when Bill came to believe in a power greater than him, a whole new world opened up in front of him, you know, because now he has hope. He's not hopeless anymore. He, he His hope is in the power greater than himself. He's not, you know, his hope is not on himself anymore. He's convinced that he's powerless over alcohol, and now he can finally let go of his old ideas and prejudice. You know, um, uh, you know, it's where it says a new world came into view. That makes me think of my favorite passage of the book on page one hundred. It says. Follow the dictates of a higher power, and you will presently live in a new, wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. And, uh, you know, when Bill started, when he came to believe, a new world opened up in front of him. You know, uh, for me, there's a lot more hope and a power greater than me than I could ever have on myself, because I failed time after time. You know, I am no match against this disease, but when I believe in a power greater than me, things beyond my understanding, things beyond my capabilities happen. And um, that's all I want to share. Thank you. Sarah W., thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. And good morning, Vision, for you, all my friends out there. I'm Sarah W., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. So grateful to be on the line today. Uh, my my very favorite step is the second step. Um, and I think um, the reason is because it, um, you know, the idea of being restored to sanity um, because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I was truly insane in the way I behaved and acted. Uh, even in recovery when I wasn't working the steps uh, vigilantly. And I'm so grateful for uh, the idea that today I do have a higher power that I walk with and I'm never alone. And, um, you know, for me, I think the reason why it took me so long to be convinced was that I wasn't getting what I wanted. Uh, and if, if there really was a God, wouldn't I get my way? Wouldn't things go my way? And, you know, today what I can say is that, you know, through so many different um, experiences that I've had, um, you know, a child that was raped at 15 was my daughter, um, that, um, you know, I was an adopted child. I had all these thoughts of, you know, why me, God, why me, um, I had, um, you know, and, and through the experience of working the steps and remaining abstinent through my mother's death uh, and through her, um, through grieving for her, you know, um, I've never felt alone. I've had sadness. I've had, um, I've had loneliness from missing my mother. But, you know, it, it's like 
uh, an incredible experience to be um, truly spiritually connected and clean with your food and at the same time going through life on life's terms. Uh, And I'm so grateful for that. And I guess the one thing I would like to say that's really important to me today is that I want to welcome anybody that's either new on the line or coming back that has been through relapse or is going through relapse, that really there is a solution. Make your network, work your steps with the vigilance like no other. And, you know, you can have freedom from the obsession and what a gift that is. This program is truly about change. It changes the way we look at life, the way we behave in life, the way we speak in life, the way we think. It's just amazing, and we are so blessed to have it. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Okay, but uh, we have time for one more share. Carolyn from New York. Okay, Carolyn, you're up. Um, hi, all. Um, this is Carolyn S., a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. The word that jumps out for me here is foundation. Upon a foundation of complete willingness, I might build what I have, uh, what I saw in my friend. Um, it is. It's a foundation. And if you build a house with a, with a bad foundation, that house is going to collapse. Um, it has to be really firm, deep, solid, strong. Um, you know, I can't build, you know, make mortar without sand. I, I can't stand on this crumbling foundation and expect to build a house. And for years I did. I didn't even know my foundation was unsound. Um, but, you know, that foundation of, of willingness and, um, and and also of, you know, knowing how powerless I am, not not just over the food, because that became fairly clear to me pretty pretty soon, but my life. My life was unmanageable, and it gets unmanageable again so quickly every time I stop reaching daily for these steps and for God. And it's such an instinct for me to go back to to um, self-reliance, and it avails me nothing because um, if I could do it, I wouldn't be here. (laughs) You know, I need God. I need this bigger power. And if my foundation of willingness is, you know, is tilted or crumbling, I'm going to start building, and that weight is just going to crash the whole thing down. That happened to me for for 11 years in OA, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So, you know, build that strong foundation, and from there, you can build an an amazing house. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Penny C. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes. Good morning, Katie, and everyone on the line. My name is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overreader from the Boston area. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. 
Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.